Hello there, all you podcast partiers, and welcome to an all-new episode of Faux Real. I hope all of you out there are staying healthy, wearing your masks, and doing all you can to fight for justice in all the ways you possibly can. I want to wish all my fellow members of the LGBTQA community and all of our allies a very shiny pride, and to all those who continue to support the BLM movement in honor of those who have lost their lives due to being black in America and who are actively proactive in tearing down fascism and systemic racism, I thank you. For allies like myself and for all fellow supporters seeking ways to help and boost the signal, please go to tinyurl.com forward slash BLM forever for an extensive list of resources. On today's episode, I welcome the effervescent Eileen Chase, who is a lifetime entertainer skilled in dance, music, and having the superpower of putting a smile on the face of everyone she interacts with. I was introduced to her by her fantastically oddball performance as a dancing whoopee cushion on the season 15 premiere of America's Got Talent, and I just had to have her on the show. So without further ado, let's make some whoopee with my awesome guest, Eileen Chase. I'm so excited to be talking to you right now. I really am. I'm excited to have you on. This is very cool. We've never met. This is our first time sort of meeting in person. So we have so much to talk about. So you were there yesterday participating in the protests, right? You started at the one that began at the Grove. Yes. And you said essentially it was it was pretty peaceful for the most part. You you were essentially safe. You you were out of harm's way. You said you spent yeah. six or seven hours walking, right? Yeah, it was about six hours. Um, according to my phone, it was about 23,000 steps, 10 miles or so. Um, but yeah, it was, I mean, the energy was very unified. It was peaceful. It was mournful and loving. And I feel like that was not reflected in what I saw in the news later last night, um, that the leaders of the protest were calling for people to not be violent, to not vandalize things. And there was a moment where I saw vandalism happening from an outside group. It was like five guys had just come there. They were like tagging their names and such. And immediately people from the protest gathered around them and kind of got in their face saying it wasn't okay and got them to leave. Good. And I feel like tensions didn't escalate until later when we were met by police in like full squat, SWAT gear. Where did that happen? Mm, that's a good question. <laughs> I'm not exactly sure where we were at that point. Um, Somewhere along uh, Melrose, because I know, I know. Uh, Britney Spears like exhibit. It was outside the Britney. There's Spears a Britney Spears exhibit. exhibit? Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Interesting. So wherever. Um, oh, you mean oh the pop up, the Britney Spears pop up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got so it. It was like in the 
parking lot is where I was. And I was headed across the parking lot and people started running. I guess they would started firing rubber bullets into the crowd. But before that, I mean, I didn't see any rioting. I didn't see people. I saw people being respectful. There were people out there giving out waters and food. That's amazing. And it was just, I, I felt it was really well organized and that the energy and the collectiveness should have been highlighted on the news. And yet it never is. And yeah. unfortunately, we, we have to turn to social media to see the real truth being presented. And as You know, as ubiquitous as social media has become, as, um, you know, uh, overwhelming as it's become in these types of situations, it is unbelievably necessary to get the real word out and the real truth and talk about what's really going on. I, <laughs> I mean, I've, you know, as many people, I'm sure, have been glued to my phone for the for the past four days, four or five days, and, you know, completely unsurprisingly, the president just tweeted something as we were joining this chat that just, I, I want to just rip my eyeballs out. I, it's absolutely unbelievable the level of scum and uh and vileness that that one entity of a person can contain in a human vessel not that he's very human but it's unbelievable yeah what what was the tweet i didn't see um It is uh, that the United States of America will be designated designating Antifa as a terrorist organization. Okay. Awesome. Just that's that's great. Just awesome stuff. <laughs> and just wow. Let's talk about fun, good stuff. <laughs> Like you dancing also, around. I just, like anybody listening, I mean, I'm talking about the protests, but I really wanted to just go yesterday to uplift voices of people of color. So even when I'm saying my experience, I'm like, this is my experience from a place, you know, of privilege. And I hope people are reading the accounts of people of color. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we. You know, as as uh, two nerdy white people, we we have to uh, you know boost the signal as much as possible, and you know um, lift our our fellow people up. You know, we 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 have to um, talk about it wherever we can and try to get the word out that that this is. Um, absolutely wrong and evil and cruel and you know yeah. this this sort of behavior has gone on for hundreds of years and it is it is sickening and disgusting and 
unbelievable. Yes. So thank you. Thank you for doing your part. Um, I, 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 I want to go to the protest so bad. I, I, I want to join. I, I am, uh, I'm honestly terrified to do so because my, uh, my biology, my physiology is shit. Um, I, I have, uh, with, you know, my, my asthma is of a severity that, you know, uh, with the pandemic still going on, that's scary enough. And then, you know, um, being out there with possible fires and if I'm tear gassed once I'm done, like I'm out of commission. That's it. <laughs> that is it for me. You can always make donations. Um, Absolutely. Which is a good way to help if you can't physically be there. Absolutely. And I've been tweeting and Facebooking and Instagramming uh, all, yeah, yeah. a lot of resources on that. And I will be uh, posting those same resources in the, you know, in the notes of this show and as the show is going out. So, um, again, trying to boost the signal as much as possible. For sure. <laughs> all right let's let's both take a little we'll take a little a little breath a little sigh <sighs> um you are um let's let's jump right into it uh you are phenomenally multi-talented you are uh an actor a singer a musician you play several instruments you um you wrote, produced, and directed a very cool little parody um, music video that I enjoyed so much, and um, and you got to perform on the biggest stage in all the land on America's Got Talent, and uh, which is where I found you. And I, as as I was uh, as as I was saying to you before, I I am just overjoyed by. Um, by parody, by satire, I'm Weird Al's number one fan. Uh, you know, um, his work has always inspired me. So that that kind of musical talent is uh, is awesome. How did you? I know, as I was as I was going down your Instagram, uh, you've got quite a lot of mileage out of that whoopee cushion costume. You used it for yeah. Halloween and used it on. Um, uh, let's make a deal. <laughs> That's so great. How long have you had that costume? I've had that for about three years. Um, I got it for let's make a deal. Cause I knew I was attending the show and anyone who's seen the show knows that everybody dresses in costume. And I was like, Oh, I have the perfect costume. So I'm on my way to buy it. And it was, this was in October. And I was like, Oh, I should wear this for Halloween, but wait, if I put an old person wig and glasses with this whoopee cushion costume, I can be an old fart. And then I laughed about that. <laughs> Even three years later, I'm like, yeah, I really peaked with that. Is that <laughs> well done? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure my friends are starting to think I'm just like a one hit wonder with this, but that's okay. One trick pony, one fart pony, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Listen, there have been a lot of acts that have that have played the one hit wonder card, uh, <laughs> you know, 
for a long time. Uh, yeah. One of my other favorite artists, Tiffany, who was uh, a, a previous guest on this show. Uh, I'll pick that name up. Uh, she, you know, uh, her claim to fame is I think we're alone now and she's still performing it. So. Nice. Mm-hmm. So you're learning, uh, you're learning guitar and you've picked up ukulele. How is the, how are the, uh, guitar lessons going? Or how is uh, the guitar learning going? How's my what? How's, how's the guitar playing going? Oh, the guitar playing is, um, below average. <laughs> I play guitar because my dad had a guitar. My dad knows one song on guitar and once a year he pulls it out and he's like, I play guitar and I'll play that for like an hour. Um, so he had two guitars. He gave me one. I was like, great. I play guitar. So now I have one song that I play on guitar and I pull out my guitar and I play my one song. Um, but I'm trying to actually use some YouTube videos and try to learn some chords and be a bit more proficient. But I've played ukulele for about eight years. I've played piano for, I don't know, about 25 years or so. Wow. 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 So, so most of your life, are your, are both of your parents musically inclined? And obviously your, your father is. song which is really solid so if <laughs> he's got it down music, then he, yeah absolutely he's super musical and my mom played piano growing up so we had a piano in the house um and she plays a few songs still but neither of them are in the arts my dad is retired now he um was an executive director for the southeast kansas mental health centers wow. for a while law degree and an undergrad in psychology, and then my mom is a nurse. Wow! So you you came from a very good crop then, lots of yeah. uh, that's that's incredible. I I have always um, been envious of people who have a piano in their house. I always wanted to I always wanted to play piano. Um, that's not to say that I never had access. I could have paid for lessons, I suppose, but. I, I also want, I, I always wanted that aesthetic of, you know, living, living in a place that had a piano in it. So maybe someday. Yeah, it was definitely really nice. I mean, it was my great grandparents piano. Wow. They, the house my great grandparents built the house that I grew up in. So wow. It was, it just, That's incredible. Yeah. Built it with yeah. their own hands. Wow. I think so. I don't know. Maybe they designed it and paid people. <laughs> but let's go with the story that they built it with their own hands. I love that. I love that journey for them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> craftsman. Craftsman all yeah. the way. Wow. Um, I know you can't. I know you mentioned uh, some of your AGT experience was top secret. What can you talk about? as far as like working on the show, how, how was that experience? How was, uh, uh, you know, meeting Terry? Tell me all about it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm just like thinking about my contract. I'm like, what can I say? Um, cause obviously anytime you work on any show, there are things you oh, can, yeah. can't say. Those, those darn NDAs. I've yeah. dealt with them plenty of times. But 
was so much fun. I mean, I love being in such a professional environment. Everybody was amazing. Terry Crews is exactly the person that you see on TV. Um, he's very energetic. He's super nice. He's very funny. And he, I think he does a really good job of having contestants be at ease and feel good about going out on stage. And then actually on stage, it, <laughs> I mean, it's funny because you're performing for like a couple thousand people who are there live. I was lucky that I got in before they cut the live audience. Oh, wow. Really good because I think the audience really helped feed the performance. I mean, we only, you know, obviously I got four X's. The judges didn't quite get it and think it was as funny as I thought it was. That's okay. <laughs> Agreed. I thought it was, I, I think it's amazing and hilarious, honestly. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I'm, I'm a dancing whoopee cushion. <laughs> the whole story is that there is actually like a story to it. It's that I'm a, a whoopee cushion who's embarrassed about her own farts <laughs> and finds a way to overcome that and become her true self, which you can see on my YouTube channel. I posted the full thing. I saw it. Yeah, it's the one that wasn't seen. So, <laughs> the real journey, you know, <laughs> deep, deep and spiritual. Right, right. Wow. <laughs> a real Homer's Odyssey. My favorite thing to say about it is that there's a methane to the madness. Ah, I love it. Exactly. <laughs> Puns and full of hot air. What can you do? What, um, is that the is that the act that you had um, planned from the beginning? Did you have a few others that you were juggling around that you might use? No, it was just that one. Cool. I was like, this is this is it. This is the moment that will be great. Because um, I do so. I was dancing the Charleston. I do a lot of dancing, and I'm part of this 1920s dance crew called the Hollywood It Girls. So we awesome. perform around the city. Um, so I, I, I do a lot of different styles of dance, but that's one of my favorite. And I started the idea of this routine after a rehearsal around Halloween. I just was like, oh, I'm just going to put on this whoopee cushion and dance the Charleston, because I think that's funny. And then um, somebody actually saw it on instagram and they suggested that i audition for america's got talent and i was like okay well now it needs a story like now it has to go somewhere <laughs> right you gotta you gotta create a whole thing just in case they um you know they do the they go back and do the whole backstory because you always know when when they do that whole setup i mean they're not gonna spend all of this money and you know uh send send the send the crew out to tape bts and all that if they're not going to really feature it and usually it's to get you to cry <laughs> <laughs> i i mean i do love those pieces um i've uh i've been audience uh i did audience for the show a couple times um yeah it was really fun i i agree with you on uh on terry what a He's he's such a he's he's such a sweet guy. 
Yeah, I think it's a really fun show to watch. I was really fortunate my parents actually came out from Kansas so that they could watch it That's so awesome. And cheer along. So that was nice because they haven't been out here since I moved three years ago. So it's like, hey, welcome. Like, I'm going to fart on stage now. (laughs) This is what I'm doing here in L.A. Aren't you so proud? And you know what? They are. And I'm actually interviewing with my um, local small town newspaper tomorrow. That's great. Because town is like, hey, you were on TV as a whoopee cushion for a few seconds. That's a big deal to us. And I'm like, thank you so much for your validation. Please keep it coming. You can pay it in full. I don't mind. <laughs> That's so great. Uh, it It's always nice when the hometown paper reaches out to you. <laughs> yeah, I love being from a small town because there's just so much support that comes in in multiple ways. And people get really hyped about everything you do. So... Mine too. I do have to hand it to them. Uh, the Centralia Sentinel reached out to me a few months ago about some dumb thing that I did, and I was like, "Oh, well, well cool, thanks." <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's it's always pretty neat when they when they do that. Um, I, I it's it's so cool that you got to do that. I um, I've never officially auditioned for AGT, although, well. I've I've had uh, some producers reach out to me before, but I guess they I don't know they didn't think my my act was up to par. Um, well, you should get a new act and audition it this year. You know, I saw online that they just opened up auditions for next season. So oh really? Right now, you could you could uh, make an audition tape. Great, I'll in. hit them up. Yeah. Be like a dancing cockroach or something. That'd be fun. <laughs> well, I have a unicorn hat. Maybe I oh, can put well, that to use somehow. That sounds magical. It is very what? magical. Yeah. And super horny. Like, uh, yeah, makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Look, if they'll take me, they'll take anyone. Let's say <laughs> I've I've seen so, I mean, that guy, um, <laughs> I love that guy too, who, uh, who just keeps coming back. He just, he has, there's no stopping him. Yeah. Seth word. Yeah. Yeah, The the giant giraffe and the walrus. And, uh, I, I I tweeted him too. I was like, uh, yeah, you really sealed the deal out there. It's really, uh, I mean, that guy, you, you got to applaud that kind of guy, man. It just, it just won't stop. Fell right off the stage. Unbelievable. Great performance artist. You can find him. I follow him on Instagram. I think it's just under Seth Word. He's fun. Yeah, that that dude just seems like he seems like a full party. (laughs) 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 Um, I want to talk about your uh, your scare acting days too. You did some work at uh, for Zombie Joe's. We. We did uh, so much, we had so much of this conversation via text before we ever got to this actual Zoom meeting. I think we yep. sort of ruined ourselves for, <laughs> <laughs> we, so we already talked about all the good stuff before we ever even got here. That's okay. <laughs> Is this how you find all of your guests? You just tweet at them, you're like, hey, what's up? Uh, I really do. I got to tell you, I am 100% shameless. I... 
I've tweeted people, I've dropped into their DMs on Instagram. I've, um, I mean, I do try to go the professional route and reach out to their publicists and managers and things of that nature, you know, um, whatever contacts I can find on IMDb Pro. But listen, I'm just some nerdy schmo doing this dumb, silly show. So like I have zero celebrity power. I'm, you know, I'm not Dax Shepard or Anna Ferris. So I gotta, I gotta use whatever techniques I can. So, you know, um, and, uh, you know, uh, I have reached out to Terry Crews before and his publicist uh, just completely ignored me as, as, you know, what else should I expect? But, um, you know, I, I like to have the people on who are, who are really making it happen, right? I mean, there are, you can, you can pay, if you have money, you can be an influencer, you know? If you're able to market yourself appropriately, I mean, if I had Dak Shepard money, you know, I would probably, I would probably, you know, uh, I mean, maybe I would be in the top 50 uh, on Apple Podcasts. I don't know. Meanwhile, I got to do whatever I can to, uh, you know, bring on engaging, fun, interesting people. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, actually, I, uh, I had the great Janet Varney on from Twitter. I, uh, I tweeted at her incessantly, and she's like, fine, I'll do it already. Shut up. Jesus. Um, no, actually, she was uh, incredibly, unbelievably sweet. I don't know if you know Janet Varney. She's, um, she is a huge improver. She does, you know, the um, lots of shows with Largo. She has her own podcast called uh, The JV Club. Um, she does a lot of, uh, she's a... Uh, uh, she's a UCBer, I believe, and uh, just she's super cool. Uh, she was also on You're the Worst, which is one of my favorite shows from FX. Anyway, yes, totally shameless. Okay. Yeah, you messed with me, and I was just like, yeah, seems legit. Here's my phone number. I'm friends now. <laughs> yeah, you were you were very. Um, <laughs> you just jumped right in. That's. That's what I love. Thank I mean, you for I make sure that you really had a podcast because I was like, okay, hey, internet stranger. Yeah, right. Ah, I don't know, whatever. Cool, here you go. It doesn't okay. take much to sleuth me out. I'm Yeah. I try to be everywhere just just for those purposes. So that Good. you know, people can vet me. <laughs> And somehow they still end up here, despite all. Which um, uh, which episode did you listen to? I, you you said you were listening to uh, to an episode. Yeah, I'm just curious. Your... What's that? I listened to your most recent one, the last oh, one. Oh, okay. You posted. With uh, uh, Zaneb. Yes. She's a hoot, right? to check out her podcast i've only recently gotten into podcasting isn't it great what are you into what rabbit uh, hole did you find yourself in um finances and really learning about deserts in america that's what i've been listening to lately <laughs> what are the deserts in america podcasts i'm very curious deserts, um following imperfect produce they talk about um you know food banks and how they're trying to work in this pandemic and what people need right now. 
So that was really interesting. And to find out what they're actually asking for and how donating money is better than donating food right now and food waste in America and yeah, lots of stuff like that. It's really interesting. That's very cool. I'll have to check that out. I'm, I'm intrigued by that. Uh, it, it is really disgusting how much we waste. We are an incredibly, unbelievably wasteful society all around. Even during this pandemic, like I, you know, I've been on so many sets where I've just seen tables and tables of really expensive food, you know, just sitting there for hours and hours and hours. And, you know, they, they throw that away. They just get rid of it. And then they won't give it to the homeless either because there's a whole Los Angeles um, ordinance that they're not supposed to do that, which is equally disgusting. Um, give it to the homeless people, man. They're all over the place. I've got, I've got a whole, you know, uh, uh, there are, there are homeless people in every direction of where I live. And, you know, I try to, um, I've, I've left things, uh, for them outside their tents and stuff. I mean, I've experienced it myself and it is, it's no bueno. No bueno at all. Yeah, it's, it was a really interesting one I just recently listened to talking about how it's how we have enough food to feed everyone. It's a problem of access to that food and That's access right. to the right foods. That's right. That's absolutely and if right. Donate food. They were saying to give things that are staples instead of just vegetables and stuff like that. But they need, you know, the rice, the um, mesa, stuff like that, the pastas, right? Things like but that money is the best thing people can give them because then they're able to get more for your dollar than what you, you can buy at Safeway. They can take that um, higher up and get more product for less money. Absolutely, and hot food too. You know, they, yeah. they have immediate access to hot food that way. Um, and there are, you know, there's lots of great resources like the, um, well, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Yeah. I forgot what we were talking about. <laughs> it but doesn't matter. Just, no, no, we're, we're just talking. That's the whole thing. Uh, this is just a conversation. That happens to be recorded. <laughs> I we were talking about podcasts. Yeah, yeah, about podcasts. Um, that's uh, that's so interesting. I I like your your choice of direction on the podcast. Um, so you haven't gotten into any of the the true crime or the comedy podcasts yet. Not that not I that haven't. kind of girl. Okay. Um. What are some of your favorites? What do you like listening to? I listen to all stupid, ridiculous stuff. Uh, just I listen to a lot of the comedy podcasts, um, and it, um, I listen to Anna Faris's Unqualified, uh, the aforementioned Dax Shepard. He has a podcast called Armchair Expert. Uh, Michael Rosenbr Michael Rosenblum's Inside of You. Uh, I, I listen to a lot of mostly the comedians podcasts, stuff like that. 
because, you know, when I am walking around, you know, on my little short uh, walks, um, I just want something fun in my ears. Uh, although there's also a uh, an incredibly amazing podcast called Ologies by my friend uh, Ali Ward that uh, in which she talks with you know ologists from all across uh, a number of disciplines and uh, if you are just you know uh, if people and animals and the way things work interest you it's a podcast to listen to for sure absolutely you know actually i was thinking about getting a second degree in entomology the study really? of insects just for fun um but school is less than cheap so having a just yeah. for fun degree is a privilege that i am not afforded at this moment i hear that Someday, just because I would like to have a second degree either in entomology or in zoology. So I think bugs are really interesting. If I find one in my house, I always take it outside, no matter what it is. Bravo, It'll, bravo. They like up. I, I like identifying spiders as well. I like to study them and watch them. Oh, wow, cool. Yeah. I do that too. I always take them outside. They're not hurting anything. I mean, they they may be a little scary, but I'm, you know, they didn't do anything to me, so they're all good. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, what uh, have you had that interest? Uh, was that something that you found when you were little? Is that is that new? No. Do you like? Uh, That's so, be a huge arachnophobe. And then before I moved to LA, I, um, I traveled the world for three years. And during that time, I lived in Australia and I stayed in this house with hippies. And we were not allowed to kill anything. I and it. I mean, I tried to take things outside. I just am more of a person to kind of see a spider and like approach it from a distance or have somebody else come in and take it outside. But when I was living in Australia, we weren't allowed to kill everything, anything. And we had some massive spiders. I mean, like the huntsmen, you know, those huge, like. I do. They're no joke. With my hands as though anyone on a podcast can see them. <laughs> it was I'll, big. I'll take a screenshot and I'll, I'll put that as the official picture for the, for the episode so they'll know exactly what you're talking about. Perfect. Yeah. So this, this big ass spider, right, lived in our kitchen. So I named him Bill. And he just hung out, and I was like, okay, Bill, like, you stay over there, I'll be over here, we're great, don't move, as long as I can see you, we can be friends. And it was mostly just, you know, the kitchen, Bill. And then <laughs> we had a funnel web spider in our bathroom. Ooh. It was a Victorian funnel web, which is just, you know, to distinguish the Sydney funnel web, it's a really, really deadly spider. It wore a very large ball gown. Yeah, you know. It's important they do. to be fancy if you're in a <laughs> And I named her Lillian, and every day I would go in and just observe her. And, you know, I started Googling spiders and the type of spiders they were. And the more I found out about them, the more interested I was by them. 
And so that's kind of how I've approached bugs ever since. And anything that's creeping crawly, I try and learn about it. And I'm like, wow, you're actually a really fascinating living mechanism. And so I've actually, I'm on TikTok now, and so I've started making videos where I'll tell people about spiders or about moths or cockroaches or just kind of whatever it is that I find. And I'm like, let's talk about why this thing is cool. That's awesome. I will subscribe to your TikTok because I want to check that out. Oh, thanks. So you know, I'm trying to educate the youth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm on there, but only barely. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a strange world, TikTok. <laughs> I know. And I'm just here. Everybody's like, look at my, my cool dance. I'm like, look at my cool bug. <laughs> Uh, what, uh, uh, what's been your favorite bug to sort of, uh, obviously you've, uh, found some really cool spiders. Like, uh, what's, what's another cool bug that you've really been interested in? Um, I mean, I'm very, very into butterflies because they're butterflies and Absolutely. I think that's a pretty self-explanatory. I mean, it's a freaking butterfly. Like, what's not to love about it? Absolutely. Moths are those are pretty interesting. Um, I like roly polies. I love roly polies. Look at this. I think worms are really interesting in what they do for our soil. I've been getting into gardening during the quarantine. Wow. And I'm learning about composting so that I can be more self sufficient. And there is a whole science to composting. Oh, yeah, it's absolutely. Really really interesting i'm not good at it yet um but i'm working on it this is my second attempt at composting i tried it three years ago it didn't work out i say that like it's an ex-boyfriend or something like, yeah, <laughs> so, i, just, I sort of just kicked him to the curb oh <laughs> what well um <laughs> Oh, hang on a second. Okay. All right, there we go. Had to make sure everything was still recording. Um, I did one of those things uh, in a previous interview where I thought I had pressed the button and I did not press the button. And then uh, my guest got very angry with me because she was like, well, I want to see, uh, send me a video clip. And I was like, I'd love to do that, but um, I forgot. But it's it's definitely recording. I'm I'm looking at it now. I did not realize the video has been recording this whole time. That's hilarious. <laughs> I, I was just like, oh, it's fine. Like it's a podcast, whatever. But <laughs> <laughs> now you have this. All yeah, on I want to. I want to. I want uh, my viewing audience of three to be able to see see and hear all of you. So. What if you hadn't even hit record and we were just like chit chatting this whole time? Well, that's what like, that's what I uh, that's what I did with the previous. <laughs> and then I was I was such I I I felt so bad because I I really did think that I pressed the button, and I even checked it. I looked at it and I thought it was recording and it and it wasn't because I didn't actually press it. So, oops. 
Um, really, your struggles. <laughs> that's so wonderful that you are that you're learning so much. You're taking yourself on all of these uh, different intellectual journeys, um, upgrading your uh, your knowledge base. That's that's so awesome. I'm 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 fascinated by insects and bugs too, and I've always uh, I love snakes. I I really do. I don't find them scary. I never have. Maybe that's just a. I used to have a lot of snakes crawling around um, outside my house in uh, southern Illinois. Just you know, they were just around. We had a huge backyard, and uh, I don't know. I, I find them really cool. I love lizards. I like hanging out with lizards. They're just, they're just chill, you know? Yeah. Animals are so interesting. I love them. I've been, I've been vegan for about two years now. Um, but it was when I was 15 that I decided to be vegetarian. But even before that, like when I was little, like I tried to be vegetarian I think I was like seven when I first was like no more I don't want to eat cows and my mom's like ah, we're having hamburgers for dinner so I was like yep gonna have that then deal with it <laughs> yep yeah but I'm always wearing animals and just learning about them loving them and just wanting to teach people about them I'm like look at this thing in nature isn't it neat I love it I actually one day would like to have my own nature show and I think that there are not enough female nature hosts agreed and I'm not gonna not gonna do one where I like bother the things I just want to observe things from a distance right talk about them I mean there's some great ones where people are like I'm gonna get stung by this hornet and I'm like (laughs) I am not but thank you for you know letting us know how that felt are you allergic to any bugs that you're aware of not that i know of i found out what sorry i said i guess we'll find out like the more i go (laughs) as you're allergic to anything just kidding my whole face was amazing i'm gonna walk into this swarm of bees we'll see how it goes yeah if I just have a really gentle energy, they'll accept that and just not sing me. It's amazing, right? Wouldn't so that's that... how nature works. Absolutely. Uh, I, <laughs> uh, I found out um, that I, I guess I'm not allergic to bees because uh, while I was doing a performance of LA Haunted Hayride last year, uh, in costume, no doubt, I, uh, I, sat down on hay bale and a bee stung me right right in the fingernail just just right in there uh like crawled up my costume i was like and i i'm an observer i was like oh cool a bee and it was like yeah fuck you you just sat on me uh and uh <laughs> just uh just right in there and uh I, I mean, you know, it got pretty swollen, but thankfully there wasn't any pain or anything. So I guess, I guess I'm immune. <laughs> yeah, I've never been stung by a bee, actually. That's Knock good. on wood. 
I'll, I'll knock for you. They just swarm me. I'm like, never mind. It takes time. <laughs> All right. But yeah, Haunted Hayride, that is a great full circle to what started this little segment. So the haunts. Yes. Yeah, haunts. let's talk about it. Uh, so yeah, you did, um, uh, you were, yeah, tell me all about your character in Zombie Joe's. Yeah, so every year Zombie Joe's Underground in North Hollywood does this really cool show called Urban Death, and it's a series of vignettes. They last from like 10 seconds to a minute or so, and the whole show is about uh, 20 minutes, and when you come into the theater, you walk through a haunted maze. And then you see the show, and then you walk back through a different maze. Fantastic. So we switched off between between um, being in the maze and being in the show. Each night was different. And we did, like, five shows a night, I think. And it's a very popular show. Anybody who likes Haunch should see this. It was named one of the top ten things to see around Halloween time last year. Um by a variety of people. We were in the LA Times. That was cool. That awesome. Was yeah. And I... yeah. We all we all pitch in to write the different vignettes. Some are funny, some are um more gross, some are like jump scares. Sure, so you gotta bra- you got to have that variety all thrown in there. That's so awesome that you got to be involved in all of the process. Um, yeah. And because we had two casts, each night was slightly different. So some of the pieces were the same, but some of them were unique to the certain casts. That's so awesome. Uh, I, uh, I had I had such a blast working with uh, the uh, the haunted hayride too. Just um, my I did it two years in a row. the The first year I played uh, I played Charlie Manson, and then I uh, I was like, well, the I had one of those full silicon masks, and mm-hmm. my damn asthma just. Uh, it got to be too much inside of that head every single night, you know, it's just, it's a lot of, it's a lot of pressure and a lot of energy, a lot of inertia going on. And, um, I was in the trick or treat area and I was at the end of it. So I had my own little, my own little house. And it was so, you know, of course it's the dirt ground. So every time the guests come through, they're kicking up the dirt. So I'm already, you know, having trouble breathing, being inside of this thing. And my listeners can't see me. I'm holding my face like I have the mask on. But, um, you know, my, my breathing is already quite limited and then the dust is blowing up in there and it was a whole thing so i ended up changing to uh to a different character that i called the boogeyman that had this really creepy face with blood dripping eyes and um and then uh last year i was a character named darren kolchak and it was really amazing because i was a part of the um 
these speaking characters, uh, we were we were all full speaking characters that were part of the uh, roaming uh, like towns people, and it was so great because we were you know we could be fully interactive and not only talk with the guests, scare the crap out of them, but uh, with each other and stuff. Um, it was really awesome. I had uh, had. Oh. What part of town is Haunted Hayride? Griffith Park. Oh, cool. Okay. I've heard of it, but I've never gone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, uh, how long did you say you've been doing that? Uh, last year was my first year. That's so, so like, great. So um, in September, I was doing Midsummer Night's Dream. I'm playing Helena in that. And a couple of rehearsals in. And they're like, hey, do you want to do this show? We don't really know how to explain it, but it's really cool. And I was like, yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> but I actually didn't really know anything about it going in. They just said it was cool. So I was like, yeah, all right, cool, let's do it. I love those it, kind of shows when you just get to jump right into it. Yeah, it was, it was an experience, and it was a lot of fun. And it's cool. We have a lot of celebrities who come every night. Um, we did too. They usually sell out all their tickets. Um, it's great. And, and the people I worked with were really cool. And so now I'm actually doing another Zombie Joe show, which will be my first one since Urban Death. Awesome. And it's a monologue play um, where we all write seven to ten minute monologues. And they do this show every year as well. It's called Astroglide. It actually starts next week on either Thursday or Friday, I think. Very or this cool. Week, next week, June? First week <laughs> of June. We're in yes. quarantine. I mean, yeah, who knows? Week. It doesn't matter. We're, we're all, yeah. <laughs> Everything is okay. topsy-turvy like, right now. Today, today is? Yeah, Actually, tomorrow no, is okay. June. It's so weird. Yeah, tomorrow's the first day of June. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> I was like, today's I'm sorry. Friday. Today is the first day of June. <laughs> Because this episode will come out tomorrow. <laughs> I got so confused. I was like, shoot, I need to pay my rent. I gotta go. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'll be right back. <laughs> After a break from our sponsors. That's right. <laughs> but yeah, so my piece is about, my piece is the personification of ADHD. And I like to think of it as a theater experience. It is helping the audience experience what having ADHD feels like but my first draft was me doing a lot of explaining and we had gotten three drafts in and I messaged my director and I was like you know what this piece sucks and I hate it I'm completely redoing it I'll have a new thing to you later <laughs> like tomorrow and he's like okay yeah yeah, I see where you're coming from. And I was like, yeah, it's okay. You know it sucks. I know it sucks. It's boring as shit. We're just going to do it again. <laughs> it's my first time writing, and I think that was really good to have those drafts that were not good. Because for me, I've had times of not starting projects if I don't think they're going to be perfect. Because I'm a bit of a perfectionist. So being able to say, hey, I made something that sucked, and now I've turned it into something I'm really, really proud of and that other people think is really cool. Um, 
that's good for my soul to be like it's okay to be bad at things do that do more of that and then get better at them absolutely it's all part of the journey uh and it's such a magical feeling when you get to that point where you do have that thing that you're really proud of and uh yeah you gotta you know it uh it takes a lot of trash to get to the treasure Well, Eileen, um, I think we're about at time. Uh, thank you so much for joining me on this ridiculous show. We, <laughs> um, there are a lot of very serious things going on in the world and uh, it helps to have a bit of a respite, a bit of an escape, a bit of a, you know, um, something silly and dumb to, uh, you know, put out there in the world. And um, I applaud you on all of your great work. And, uh, you know, um, you're doing a lot of great things right now. And uh, I will, uh, I subscribe to your YouTube and I look forward to all of the uh, silly fun things that uh, that you're going to be doing in the, in the future. And I hope to see you back on AGT uh, doing something <laughs> uh yeah thanks um we're thanks. uh i post a lot of my stuff i'm working on um new parodies and new bits of writing trying to create a lot more content especially right now and so i'm putting those on my youtube but also on my instagram i post a lot, a lot of stuff which is just at eileen.chase and on Twitter, I'm starting to get back into Twitter, which I haven't done since high school. So I'm like, I don't know. I'm, I, I do visual mediums. You want me to hear <laughs> words? Think I'm funny. Here's a retweet of somebody else. <laughs> you had some cool stuff on your Twitter. I, I did look. Um, and listeners, you should definitely uh, check out all of uh, uh, Eileen's work across all of the places because... Um, uh, yeah, you're you're really doing a lot of uh, great fun things. So um, uh, yeah, thank you so much for joining me and doing this uh, this dumb show. It's uh, it's really fun. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> for my, those aren't jack. <laughs> I love it. These are not spirit fingers. These are spirit fingers. That's right. <laughs> I have happened. no idea what just happened. <laughs> They'll know everyone. the reference, though, because that's what this show is all about, is dumb pop culture references. Um, thank you so, so much, Eileen, for joining me. Uh, be safe out there. If you decide to go back to the protests, be vigilant, and, uh, yeah, just, just watch out for yourself and enjoy the rest of your weekend. Thank you. You, too. Happy Sunday or Monday, depending on how you want to edit that. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much. See you later. Remember, you can follow me, as always, across all the places at Devlin Wilder. That's D-E-V-L-I-N-W-I-L-D-E-R. And Faux Real at Faux Real Pod. That's F-A-U-X-R-E-A-L-P-O-D. That's it for this one. See you on the next one.